Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Good Times Podcast. I am your host, Quentin James Knuth, and as always, I'm alongside my co-host, William John Soki. Today, I'm alongside a very special guest, race car driver, Luke Joseph Elcox. Yeah, thanks for having me. As always, the Good Times Podcast is brought to you by Mountain Holler, available at your local Save-A-Lot food store. Let's talk about some recent good times we've had. It's been a little bit of time since we've had one of these episodes. Luke, what you got? I pretty much finished up all my time here at uh, NWTC, so I'm just a working man now. All right. I mean, that sounds pretty exciting. Congratulations to you, Quentin. Um, I recently had a nice little white elephant gift exchange with some of my friends. I walked away with a sweet Raptors um, fake um, DeRozan jersey oh. from my good pal James, so um, I probably will get beat up if I wear that outside the house, but <laughs> I have it. There was some interesting gifts exchanged, to say the least, so... All right. Always fun, always fun. I'm not going to ask any questions mm-hmm. about that. Uh, as for me, uh, my good times were a little bit tamer than Quentin's. Uh, last Wednesday, just had a nice family dinner at Pasquale's in downtown De Pere. You know, candle, candlelit cafe. The Alfredo four cheese pasta ravioli cannot be beaten. That's what I got last time I went. Crazy stuff. Yeah. I know. It's almost like they're like known for that or something. I don't know. But anyways, it was just nice to enjoy a nice, quiet family dinner uh, out at a restaurant. You know, um, nothing like a family bond in the holidays. Oh, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Anyways, as mentioned previously, we have on the Good Times podcast the very first real-life race car driver. <laughs> and so Luke is a race car driver, but he does not race cars per se, on roads. <laughs> he does a little <laughs> he does a little different kind of driving. He drives some off-road stuff. Quentin, what do you know about off-road stuff? Uh, to be honest, not much. <laughs> I know there's uh, there's some Ultra 4s, there's some trophy trucks. There's a big race down in Mexico, the Baja 1000. That's I hear Austin tries to explain stuff to me all the time. He goes up Crandon a lot. Some, oh, not as much anymore, but he used to. So... I get, it, I get told a lot of stuff about the off-road racing, but I don't remember any of it. <laughs> so, uh, yes, the Baja 1000 did take place a little while ago. Um, lots of controversial disqualifications this year, as I may have heard. Uh, anyways, my main uh, experience in off-road racing comes from a discipline called the Stadium Super Trucks. And uh, these are basically the WWE of racing. Uh, they sometimes are on pavement. They sometimes are on dirt. They sometimes are on both and get track promoters very mad at them. Um, anyways, it's rock'em, sock'em, ramps, jumps, you know, whatever you can name, Robbie Gordon can throw at them. And uh, I've seen them uh, each of the past two years. It's been super entertaining to watch uh, old guys, young guys, um, Andretti, uh, there's there's an Andretti in the field the last time I watched him, so it's pretty good. Um, and also being a NASCAR guy, uh, I've started to take note because more and more NASCAR guys are coming from off-road. Jimmy Johnson, actually, a name a lot of people will know, he came from off-road racing. And more recently, there have been guys like Sheldon Creed that have come from off-road racing. So, you know, I'm, I'm starting to pick up on it a little more. And, and uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a very exciting thing. I've watched it a couple times, but I've never actually you know, step foot in one of the vehicles, which is where I got to turn it over to Luke because I just think what he does is super cool. Oh boy. Well, guys, what do you want to know about it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what kind of, what kind of vehicle do you run? Okay. Just, just to give the listeners so, some rundown. I don't know. Like everything, there's always a whole bunch of different classes, right? So you got 
people that are spending half a million dollars to build a race truck, and then there's people like us who are spending, I don't know, twenty-ish thousand dollars. So our car, it's called the sixteen hundred light or sixteen hundred buggy. It's not the bottom of the totem pole, but it ain't the top. <laughs> it's um, the motor's out of a Volkswagen Beetle, like you know, back yep. in the day, and yeah. the that's pretty built it makes like 60 horsepower which doesn't seem like a lot but the car only weighs 1500 pounds uh -huh. so it scoots pretty good and then the transmission's out of a volkswagen bus and then we can run all custom internals in that and it's super tough like that thing could take like probably 350 horse i hear you call it the silver bullet is this uh, true uh, yeah the, so when we first did the car we just did it in raw aluminum because <laughs> we were like super rushed to get to the first race so the thing was just all silver, so we started calling it Silver Bullet, and it stuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, what was the first race weekend like, and just, like, you know, unloading and, and setting up the car and racing and stuff like that? So we were, like, thrashing away in the garage until, like, midnight. For, like, four <laughs> nights in a row, a bunch of our friends came over, and we finally got it ready. And then our, our buddy, Matt, who does all of our stickers and promotional stuff, came over and stickered it pretty roughly just to get us out there, you know? And that was pretty... <laughs> there was a time we were sitting there, and he, he made this sticker that said the Super Alcox Bros, because me and my brother raced together, and it was like all rainbow and collective, <laughs> and he stuck it on the car, and everybody stood there, and we were like, whoa. <laughs> that was, at that point, we knew that we were going to make it, you know? Yeah. So we went out, and it was actually in um, Elk River, Minnesota, so it's like a five-hour tow. Oof. It was quite a ways out there, and I had to work, so <laughs> I didn't get to go for practice, Oh, and my brother yeah. had went the day before, but he didn't think he was going to make it for practice. So we were just going to go out there and take green flag and figure out what, <laughs> what was going on. You know? And so only one person drives the car at a time, and then another person talks to him via radio. And I'm a lot less reckless than my brother, so I always drive the car the first day because it's more likely <laughs> the car will be good to go for the next day so he can actually drive it. And my brother actually ended up getting there in time to for practice. He drove the car, and then I got there. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you got practice. This is perfect. How Did it work? He's like, yeah, the car works. It, <laughs> it did all the stuff it's supposed to do, right? And I was like, okay, cool. So then whatever the next day rolls around, and, like, it was, just, it was crazy. I wasn't ready at all. You know? I'm as green as they come, and there's, like, a we stack sheets of plastic across the lenses of our helmets so that when you're getting behind other cars and your face gets full of mud, you can keep pulling and throw on your tear-offs out because otherwise you can't see. And, like, I didn't have any tear-offs bought. Like, I was oh. scrambling, getting stuff, and whatever. We finally got all ready, and I strapped in the car, and I don't know. It doesn't bug me. Like, I'm just I'm at ease with whatever happens. Like, yeah. like if I go out there and I break my back, I'm like, well, whatever, you know. I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, so it shows me right, I guess. I don't know. So I don't get super nervous or shaky or anything. I was pretty excited, but... As soon as I dropped the green flag, I knew I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I just kept grabbing gears and whatever. But it was pretty cool. It was a blast. And towards the end of the race, like I, I didn't take dead last. I took like tenth or something, and there was like fifteen cars there. So a lot of stuff. Not bad. Breaks. You know, it's not only yeah. just like a battle of driving, but it's a war of attrition. You know. Yeah. You, you got to make something tough enough to keep taking it. So we beat a couple people that way, and then I raced with a couple people and whatever. Just did my thing. It was awesome. So where are some of the places that you race at? I know you mentioned Minnesota, but are there a lot of places close to here? Or do you travel kind of a long ways? Yeah, actually the sport's kind of growing right now, which is, it's been hurting for a long time. My dad originally raced back in the 80s, and there's tracks everywhere. But now, so we race, our main series is Minnesota, Crandon, Wisconsin, and then Bark River, which is up in the UP. And then there's a new track that's built in Lena. But now there's a track in Chilton, too, that we started racing at October. Mm -hmm. 
So is there any kind of sanctioning body for this then, or, or is it just kind of, you know, every track does its own thing? Yeah, there's a sanctioning body in, like, a big series. The series has kind of been hot potato recently. They keep selling it to a whole bunch of people, so a bunch of stuff keeps changing. But the actual insurance and safety side of it is done by USAC, who does, I think, sprint cars. Yeah, so, sprints and midgets. Yeah, so. and I don't know. I don't like USAC very much. you got to buy, like, little cards and stuff, basically a driver's license, and spend yeah. a bunch of money, but it's pretty cool. How long have you been doing it? So this is actually my first year. My brother had raced for three years, and I spotted for him. And then he got out of it. We waited about two years, and then starting last year in, like, November, we started building a brand-new car. Showed up as a pile of tubes and just started yeah. imagineering our way through it. I remember seeing it in the building stage up in your garage. That's why I went up there, but... It's, it's cool. It was cool to see the first pictures when you put them out on Instagram and see the car all built up together and stuff. Yeah, it, it's different because, like, I've, this is our second one because we built my brother's first car and it's just been around it my whole life. But it's the, I, don't know, I guess it's kind of lost its awe to me. But, like, a friend of ours was over and he's like, This is insane. You built a whole car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when do you start racing during the year? We start in July, or no, June. So, like, the first or second week of June. And then it goes until September the beginning of September, Labor Day weekend, and that's like the Super Bowl of off-road. That's a huge deal. People from all over the world come. Crandon, right? Yeah, and that's, that's something else. That's, <laughs> it's a fun place. Did you go to Crandon as a, as a spectator before you went there as a racer? Yeah, so the only Crandon I ever missed was 1999 because I was being born in the hospitals. <laughs> and so, yeah, I've been to every single one since, and it's, it's a blast. Good deal. So um, what's, what's the best finish you've ever had in a race? That track that just opened in Chilton, we went out there, and my brother was actually gone on his honeymoon, so I was driving the car by myself, and I took second. That was pretty cool. That was wild. <laughs> very, very good. All right. Um, I'd like to thank you for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, if you're listening to us right now, you found us somewhere, but on the off chance that the Good Times podcast is on a platform, is not on a platform that you listen to, uh, email us, thegoodtimespod at gmail.com. Uh, let either Quentin or I know. Uh, we will be happy to oblige any request to a reasonable end. Uh, <laughs> currently, uh, you know, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Anchor.fm, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, all those good nerd podcast apps that only our most dedicated listeners listen on. Uh, for Quentin James Knuth and Luke Joseph Alcox, this is uh, William, Joseph, J- William John Soki signing off until the next one. <laughs>